0: Hello welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove joined here by Lee Ryder and Chris Swarth. i happy to say that this podcast comes as Newcastle United win yet again. a 2-1 victory over Bournemouth. Uh, start with you Chris. It was a very entertaining, entertaining game and Newcastle deserved winners in the end
1: it was a very entertaining game and I think the neutral certainly would have enjoyed that one which is not something we could say as Lee will testify too much about Newcastle games in, in recent months there's been some pretty dire ones and I suppose the one person who probably didn't really enjoy it very much in the touchdown was Rafa Benitez because it, it lacked structure as a game he doesn't like a game to be as open as it was and it was nervy during the second half but but what a, what a very good game to watch and Newcastle ended up coming out on top in a 2-1 win how there was only three goals in it I'm not really sure because both t- teams had Chances, But I mean, Salah and Rondon inspired Newcastle that way, and he was excellent. And suddenly, Newcastle look in a far rosier position than a week ago when they were bottom of the table. They're now up to the lofty heights of 14th, and there's only two points, I think, separating six teams down there.
0: I'm talking about Rondon, he got a double, um, looked very good in an attacking sense, Lee. But it's the defensive, his de- defensive display that. We really should be talking about, and it's not often you can say that about a striker who gets two goals, and we're kind of ignoring that and saying defensive-wise, he was key to Newcastle, uh, not throwing the, their their two goal lead away.
2: Yeah, I mean that's right I, you know, I put in the the player ratings afterwards. Uh, I gave him a ten out of ten, which not many players get that. Yeah, he would have definitely got a ten out of ten if he got the hat trick, of course, because most players do, but um, not many players get hat tricks By the way, that's why we don't give ten out of tens very often, but. I thought he deserved the ten because he chipped in, as you say, with a lot of crucial clearances, headers at the front post, headers at the back post um I think seven aerial wins in the air all round. I think it was a you know proper hard work and performance from him, as Rafa said in there, he isn't the quickest, but you know sometimes you can make up with that with their uh, hard work.
0: We' are certainly now. Obviously, Rondon came in replaced Mitrovic. Mitrovic admitted that he didn't do the running that Benitez wanted. And we saw out there today that Rondon does do the running that Benitez want, wants because half the time he was on the edge of his own box, winning the ball, clearing it. And then he was down the other end, you know, creating, creating havoc for, for Bournemouth to deal with.
1: Yeah, you saw exactly today why Rafa Benitez wanted Salomon Rondon. There's been a lot of talk about the fact that in order to bring Rondon, you can't start to sell Mitrovic. They had to let Gale go on loan to West Brom and when things weren't going well at the start of the season when Rondon wasn't fit and wasn't playing People question Rafa's decision. Well, in, in Rafa's system and what he, how he wants to play, we saw what Rondon can do today. I thought it was a brilliant all-round display. He held the ball up so well. He was physically strong. He was clever. He drew fouls. He, he alleviated the pressure at certain moments when Newcastle needed it. And he is the ideal player in that system. He's starting to get fit now. And he also got the two goals today as well. We need to see far more from him, but Rafa put his neck out on the line and said he wanted Rondon, spent the summer trying to get him, eventually got him, and and now we're seeing why he wanted him so much.
0: Was there a nervous moment at the end when him and Cook went head-to-head, should we say?
1: Yeah, well, when I first saw it, I thought he might have put his head in there, but when you see it again, I think both of them just really go chest-to-chest, and again, that was almost clever what Rondon did, because it it was at a point in the game where he wasted another 30 seconds or so, Bournemouth... Well, then dragged it the in half, and I think it. Yes, he 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 made a bit of a risk there by by putting his his chest forward, but I just think the the fact that it just capped off another good display from him that he managed to to waste a bit of time there.
0: But we're talking about Rondon, but I mean across the pitch there were performances um, which were just brilliant. We'll focus on Federico Fernandez, who we seem to mention every week. I mean, he's been an absolute revelation since he signed. Uh, your thoughts on how he performed today?
2: Yeah, brilliant. I thought you know right from the I think it was the first couple of minutes he got in a really good block on uh, Jordan Ibe, uh, and then it was just that just set the tone really. It was just, re and he really steams in as well. And I think the fans like to see that type of player, wholehearted. Uh, you know, he came in probably with not much fanfare when he signed on deadline day. People were like well, he's just coming from a relegated club um, at Swansea, but he's been absolutely fantastic really and. You know, we we all thought the fee was about six million. Rafa has just told us in there that it was even less. So it just makes you wonder what Rafa Benitez, you know, the wonders he'd be able to conjure if he was able to spend some, you know, some decent money. You know, he, he he's obviously got an eye for a player. We've seen that uh, today with two key performances from Rondon and Fernandez. But all around the, this is Rafa's team pretty much now, and all around the pitch today, I thought they were they were flourishing.
0: What I love to see was Fernandez. There was a moment deep in the second half and he slides across it's just after Diomi I think lost the ball and Bournemouth won the attack he has to slide in excellent and block and he just thumps the floor in frustration because he, it looked like to me he was pretty angry that he was the man that had to cover it and we saw it when they continued to corner him and Shaw we weren't happy that there was another free header for a Bournemouth defender it's great to see that passion
1: yeah, and it's also about self-policing, that's what Benitez wants. He wants people who will take responsibility out on the pitch. Fernandes is someone he knew well when he signed him, he would played had him at Napoli, uh, he's got Premier League experience and that's another thing Benitez wants and I think that we saw a lot of that today in Newcastle's performance. You, sh- you saw it from Fernandes, you saw it from Rondon who's been in the Premier League for a few years, you saw it from Key who I was really impressed with Key again today. I, I like the fact that he- he's always looking to recycle possession, he's always looking to move the ball forward and he's incisive when he makes, makes a pass. We hadn't seen much of him until last weekend and he- I-, I thought he was crucial again today, uh, obviously Big contribution to, to the second goal with that crossfield pass to Kennedy, which he crossed in and then Rondon scored. So I think that from the players who Rafa signed in the summer today, the three who were who really impressed were three players who Rafa brought in there, as well as Martin Dubravko, I thought made a couple of crucial saves as well.
0: And Chris just mentioned the goal there. I mean, the second goal, Alan Shearer has tweeted that he, he loved it. I mean, it was a beautiful uh, cross ball from Key to Kennedy, brings it down. Beautiful cross and a bullet header from Rondon. I mean, Lee. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was a brilliant goal. Well, it's stuff that you, you dream of at St. James's Park, especially. You know, that
2: that was a proper number nine performance today, getting getting the goals and everything that came with it. But that moment was was such a, a relief around the stadium because it obviously put daylight uh, between the two teams. But it was just nice to see Rondon celebrating, and then you know just as he. He thought he'd had enough of it. He turned around and thought, actually, I'm going to save her a little bit more, and he went over and celebrated again. I just thought it was a, a really nice moment for him. He uh, seems like such a nice guy. We just spoke to him down there in the mix zone, and I thought he was uh, his words were brilliant afterwards. What you got to remember is any player that comes into Newcastle United and actually is prepared to take on the number nine shirt, very heavy shirt, uh, you've got to respect them because, you know, you're on a hiding of nothing really aren't you if, if you, you come here you know you've got the pressure on your back and then all of a sudden you've got to go out there and deliver the goods I thought he's done that really I mean he's top scorer now is he with uh, three goals I think it could well be yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's good to see him kicking on uh, hopefully he can continue it he can enjoy the next couple of weeks now but then you know back to business against Burnley in a, a, at the end of the month it was a
0: little nervous towards the end, and then Rafa made some interesting substitutions. A lot of people were maybe scratching their heads, but in the end, it paid off because, you know, when Atu came on, and everyone's question, you know, what, what decision, where's he going to play? Atu came on to to really uh, put the legs in the team, and he did the run in that. You know, he scored in the first few few seconds. He was on the pitch. He also brought Kieran Clark on as well to add another man in the defence, and in Hayden as well. But it was it was for Richie. Uh, Diarmi, and the other one completely escaped on mine but there was a lot of what's he doing Yeah, because it was a bit of a, a a brave move would you say?
1: Yeah I mean I think Diarmi had a little bit of a niggling injury he was limping around afterwards so I think that that was part of the reason why he came off but for me looking at that I think Benitez was trying to exert some control over a game which was just basically chaotic and he was trying to Bournemouth were getting in out a, a wide and they were also getting gaps in the middle so I think he was just trying to flood the midfield had an extra body in there and Hayden and then defensively shift at Sonia Castle were fanned out as, as a back five and in the end it worked there were a few nervy moments but I thought they started to get a little bit more control during that last 10, 15 minute period when he'd done that and he's vindicated in the end because Newcastle won the game and we often, or fans have often criticised Benitez for making like-for-like like subs. Well, they certainly weren't like-for-like. Like. They weren't necessarily positive in an offensive sense but they were positive and they delivered the result in the end.
0: Yes, yeah. That substitution was, was Kendi who also had an excellent game. Newcastle go then into the international break, I think in 14th, but like you say, it's very close at the bottom. Uh, then off to Burnley on a Monday night. Uh, last season, the game there was far from... Uh well viewing it's pleasure. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um burnley they're not having the best season themselves, so it'd be great to go in there looking for a third successive win for Newcastle. Well let's say they've
2: got a real chance now to to push on and get up to you know twelve points now. That would be, you know so you know, far up towards Christmas. Uh you want it. you wanted to be going into Christmas pushing towards 20 points which would be the halfway to to 40 so it's great that you know Newcastle now they've got a bit of momentum um they can start laying the sort of foundations going into the second half of the season and really you know now you're looking around the place and you you can't wait for the next game whereas not so long ago you know you were dreading it so it's great for Rafa. a lot of questions were asked to him you know people were talking about Potentially bringing in another manager, uh, Brendan Rodgers was linked, wasn't he? But I think the majority of people, the fans who watch here every week, know that you know Rafa is the man. The only thing that needs to be sorted out now, really, is his contract.
0: But I think that one's going to rumble on for quite some time. And just to to finish up then, Chris, some of what you saw uh, in a sentence...
1: Uh, another gutsy performance and uh, a vital win which has just relieved the pressure on Newcastle and everyone within the ground
0: yeah, So we're joined uh, by Mark Douglas who has a smile on his face I think thinking about that result there Mark A brilliant performance, it was just a, a brilliant team performance, the crowd also really helped I mean, What did you make of the crowd's kind of response to when, especially when Newcastle um, conceded that goal at the end of uh, the first half?
3: Yeah, I thought the fans were absolutely superb again today. Um, Rafa's just told us there in the press conference, you know, players and fans united, we can we can kind of go far. And you can see it, the last two games, the fans have been superb. The atmosphere at St. James' Park has been totally different from what it was in the first few games. But the team have given them something to cheer. I think today was a tough game because they were coming off the back of a really good win against Watford. But... I don't think there was necessarily an expectation on Newcastle to kind of take the game to Bournemouth as they did, but they did. Fans were up really early on. I felt like they responded to what Rondon was doing. I thought he was the talisman today. He didn't just score the two goals. His effort, commitment, work rate throughout the game was really good. And, and I think you could see if he keeps up those kind of performances and that sort of all action display, a real bond forming between Rondon and the supporters because... He, you know, he, he is this kind of enthusiastic, you know, it meant so much to him. You can see there's a great picture of him sort of screwing his face um, that I think we will be doing the rounds in, in Newcastle tonight. And, and you could see how much it meant to him. And I think the fans really fed off that today. And um, yeah, just a really, I mean, it's so much more enjoyable when the team win. But when they win like that, where every ounce of effort was expended, it, it really does feel, um, it does, really does feel good.
0: No, not in a pick-up.
3: A negative after such a, a good performance, but bless Yedlin, he looked
0: like he was having it, didn't have the best of games again today. And it, last, last week it was hit and miss, and this week again they, they seem to target Yedlin a little bit. Do you think that's going to become the thing
3: for for, for, for opposition teams visiting here? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Yedlin is I will say this that you you know, he was crucial for the first goal. I mean, he, he makes some great runs. Um, there's no doubt that some teams are starting to look at that side of Newcastle as a potential place where they can where they can exploit but then you know it's not just Yedlin is it it's the kind of defence and midfield on that side as well but um, yeah I mean he's not having the best of seasons in one way but then again on the the other way he's, he's you know going forward he offers Newcastle a real outlet and I think you know, without his pace, I don't think they would have scored that first goal. So, I kind of defend him. You know, defensively, I thought Newcastle were outstanding again today. Um, but yeah, Yedlin. I think they are. I think there's, there's no doubt that they're starting to target that that area. So Yedlin's either going to have to kind of improve his defensive work, or Newcastle. Are, you know, if Rafa's got anything to do with it, we'll look to bring somebody in and kind of upgrade him. But you know, I mean, Manquillo's not any kind of competition for him at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, let look. Let's let's. Think about the the, the goal we set up in the first the first place, but yeah, he's struggling a little bit defensively.
0: Probably like see, I mean, in, in large part. I mean, the, the today was very very positive. Federico Fernandez and Shaw, yeah, um, really p- potentially given Benitez as a big selection out because Lascelles is
3: out injured potentially for the next game. You know, he, he could well start with with them two again. I think the the shirts are theirs to to keep now. I don't think Lascelles has any right to to come back into this team at the moment. Not the way that they're defending. You know, Shah, I think Fernandez has been outstanding. He's probably been player of the season so far in terms of every performance that he's put in has been just outstanding. Maybe him or DeBravka, say Dubravka again today was really, really good, made some great saves. But Fernandez has been the equal to him. Shah, I think I think probably the reason Rafa's not put him in yet is because he there is he can have the odd moment, can't he, where he just think, oh, has he done that? But he was superb today and really offers a threat in the opposition box as well. So I don't think the can come back into that team. Uh, Lejeune, well, I mean, he'll be back sometime after Christmas, but there'll be no rush to put him back in. Um, I don't, I don't think you can put the in at the moment. And I think it's great. I think it's really good for Newcastle to have the um, and Shelby potentially on the bench for the next for the next game against Burnley because you you sort of want you want that kind of competition. You want those players to feel like. They don't have a divine right to get in the team. Shelby's going to have to up his game. I know he's been talking about England and, and things like that in interviews this year, but you know he's got a job on to get to to get to get back into the team today because I thought Key, quietly today, again, was excellent. That's my next
0: question. When you have Shelby in the team, do you think that the players look to him, that he's the one that's going to make the difference? Whereas when you have a team like today, there is no man who kind of stands out. It's a team effort to, to create the chances and not relying on one person they are on the team
3: it's just a different it's a different approach isn't it with Shelby I think Shelby um, has the quality to hit those kind of long balls and what he will do is he'll hit balls into channels and possibly with the Rondon you can see why that why that would work because if you hit those channels early which is what Shelby's capable of doing and then get the ball into the box it, it, it creates all sorts of havoc but I think Key I saw Key play quite a lot at Sunderland as well and he was really good that season um, you know, I think he had a. I think he had a strange season for Swansea last year. He, he'd not really, he not. He didn't think he really did himself that much justice for Swansea last season. Um, and obviously, Rafa hadn't seen enough of him in training. I think to unseat Shelby so far, but the, the two games he's played, I think he's been really, really good. He just takes control of the ball. You know, him and Diarmi looked like a better partnership for me than Shelby and Diarmi so far this season. Shelby and Diarmi did really well last season. But Key and the Army seem to they seem to just complement each other. The Army's almost getting forward a little bit more as well. But he was good today, the Army. I know, you know, I know he there were there were moments where he misplaced passes and things like that, but I thought he was good today. And and that partnership is starting to, to look good. You know, it's a different game against Burnley, isn't it? It's a bit of a, a dog it out game, probably, at Burnley. And then they've got West Ham at home. You know, you, you think that Shelby's got a job on to come back into this team, I think, definitely. And that is a good thing because He's at his worst when he's feeling complacent, feeling like he's got his team. If he feels like he has to up his game to get back into this team, you'll probably see a different Shelby come into the game. So suddenly things looking a little bit better for Newcastle. It feels like a lifetime ago that we were sat here after the Brighton game saying, where is the next win coming from? That's football. But, you know, it's just so it's just so good, I think, that, that Newcastle have, have got these two wins because now you feel like They've dragged a lot of teams back into it as well. And you know credit to all the teams in the bottom three. Huddersfield picked up a point. Cardiff won. Um, Southampton obviously um, now looking at a little bit grimmer for them. They've been dragged into it as well. Um, but there's other teams in there. You know, Palace, West Ham themselves, they'll, they'll, they've got a job on coming, coming here You know, next, next time. It'll be tough for them. So, yeah, really, really, really positive for Newcastle. And, and great that we go into an international break off the back of a win.
0: And just finally from yourself, Mark, Benitez mentioned that in his press conference yesterday that the one thing he wanted to see was the strike has been more clinical. Bournemouth had their chances today, um, and I guess the difference was that Newcastle took the chances that they created. Obviously, Perez probably should have scored. Rondon should have had a trick. two good chances. But the difference was that they still scored two, and Bournemouth, Bournemouth wasted their chances.
3: Yeah, it's every single game this season, barring maybe Leicester, and the second half against Arsenal has been very tight margins for Newcastle this season. They've not been far away in the games they've lost and they've not been overly convincing in the two games that they've won. You wouldn't say that in both of those games, if Bournemouth or Watford had won the game, you could have necessarily said, well, they didn't deserve to win it. But same for Newcastle in, in other games. And it is just that question of those clinical those clinical moments that Newcastle kind of need. Bournemouth and Watford missed a, ha- ha- you know, a load of chances in the last two games, but Newcastle, I thought missed missed chances today as well. You know they were they weren't that clinical because they could have they could have been further ahead. They had they had other chances. Rondon had a couple of other chances as well. Uh, Atsu forced a great save from the goalkeeper as well. They they, they created a lot of chances today, and that that was the, the the most pleasing thing. I think for the start of the season, they weren't creating that many chances, and you thought. You know, Rondon went to Man City, didn't he? And, and I think he just did a lot of work, hard work without really creating anything. Today, they created a lot of chances. As long as they're doing that, they will score because Rondon's, you know, they've got players in that team that can score. I know we said it looked as if they didn't have that much quality. It's not necessarily about quality for Newcastle because they haven't got maybe got that individual quality, match-turning quality, but they have got a really good teamwork ethic um, that's probably as good as any in the Premier League outside the top six um, and that's what they've they've won these last two games on just how hard this team works.
0: Uh, thank you very much for joining us. This has been the everything is black and white podcast. If you head over to chroniclelive.co.uk you can keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news including uh, a special podcast with Lee Ryder and BBC Newcastle's Matthew Rees about the under 21s. they try to the Grimsby on Tuesday. So um, you can sit back and enjoy that one. Thank you very much.